All right, before getting started today, I just want to do a quick community story, do a little bit of a shout out to Cody Haggard, who is one of our patrons. He recently started an independent publishing and production company, Steel Lake Studio. Here's their YouTube channel here. These links will be in the description as well. Uh, go check him out. But he wanted me specifically to point out his Parallel Quest podcast. Essentially, what they're trying to do is build an audience around recalling the nostalgic memories of their favorite stories from their childhood. He says specifically they're not as focused on analysis and review as they are on history and experience and lasting memory. So hit up the links in the description, give them a like, a subscribe on their videos here, and uh, check out their podcast if that sounds interesting. Hey guys, uh, before I get started with the podcast, we recorded a couple of days ago and there's been some updates uh, that, that put some of the things we were talking about a little bit out of date and, um, you know, maybe my perspective has changed just a little bit. So first of all... Uh, we talked a little bit at the very end about Super Mario uh, 3D All-Stars, and I guess there's been some controversy surrounding this game where they, they're they releasing a, a limited print of this where the physical edition and the digital edition will only be sold for a limited time. It's very freaking weird, and um, I stand by kind of what we talked about for the most part in the podcast that you'll see later, but I was at the store today and and these are a freaking dime a dozen i mean there's tons of them at least where i live i've seen other people online posting posters or posting pictures on like twitter and stuff of just like shelves stocked full of super mario 3d all-stars um when i initially checked on amazon it said it was sold out but now you can get them again on amazon so it doesn't seem like there's going to be an issue with stock with this i think that you can just go pick it up if you want to um but as far as the rest of what we talked about, I'm sure that that will stand as well. Um, additionally, uh, unfortunately, we have some technical issues. Um, Kaysen's mic, the, the battery on the lapel uh, ran out about an hour and 10 minutes into the recording. I think the total length of this podcast was like an hour and 30 minutes or something. So for the last uh, 20-ish minutes, his mic is is off. So I, I've done the best I could to sort of boost the gain through my lapel to hear him better. Um, but this is kind of the, the one drawback of filming it in the studios. We don't have like um, somebody directing or producing behind the camera who can monitor all of these things. So we have a camera that dies. We have uh, one of the lapels that goes down. So um, we're, we're looking into... Um, a couple of different things um, in terms of maybe going back to uh, just doing it remotely again and, and, and having some workarounds for Kaysen's internet. Um, we're discussing that or doing it here and just having a better way of monitoring things. So I apologize for the technical issues in this one. Um, additionally, Final Fantasy 16 trailer, uh, our thoughts on that. Since recording the podcast, I have seen um, the Japanese version of the trailer uh, translated, I would guess, more faithfully to what it literally says in Japanese. And that landed with me a little differently than just the, the straight-up English localization, mostly for the very first scene um, where he's sitting by uh, the fire and there's the other, uh, like, branded soldiers who are talking about the battle they're going to go into. They're looking for Shiva's dominant. Um 
that scene, I felt like the way it was translated by uh, the girl who did it on Twitter. Um, link will be in the description for this if you want to watch it. I just felt like that trailer, while in some ways, like the 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 more transliterated version of the text doesn't read as as nearly as nicely or flow as well as the English text. There are certain details you pick up in that that piqued my interest a bit more. I feel like um, in the in the in the English localization, at least just from the trailer, I'm not talking about because with a trailer, you can't tell like what information has been revealed before this scene or right after this scene or during the course of this scene. You know, we're just getting a snippet out of it. But just as a a structural point for a trailer editing, I feel like that they weren't quite clear enough with the English localization and that some of the details that you get from the Japanese text um, actually helped spark my interest a little bit more in the story. So I just want to say that before we get started. I, I might give some more thoughts on this on the main channel, um, make a video on the main channel here in, in a little bit where I'll talk a little bit more in depth about that. But um, just so you know, I just wanted to update and, and apologize for the technical issues. Um, hopefully we'll see you guys again much sooner than the last terrible three-month hiatus we had for the podcast. Thank you and enjoy. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. It's been some time, quite some time. A few months. And uh, <laughs> we have a lot to catch you guys up on. Uh, before we do that, how have you been? I've been pretty good. I mean, not great, but okay. <laughs> I think everybody feels that way. Yeah. So. I have a day job. Well, I had a day job. I, coronavirus, decided that I don't have a day job anymore. So, like a lot of you, I'm sure, actually. I think a lot of people are in the same boat, man. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it kind of sucks. Well, well, we'll get into, um, we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about Final Fantasy 16. We're going to talk about the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Yeah. Uh, prices being announced. We're going to talk a little bit about Mario 3D All-Stars limited run controversy. Yeah, yeah, the whole... Um, a little bit into like what we've been up to lately, some sure. updates for what we're working on on the channel. There's kind of a lot to get through. Um, so for this time, I've held off on Patreon updates um, and things like that. Uh, but um, based on like... Well, let's just do this first. Okay, so... <laughs> One of, when we used to do the show regularly, right, we mm -hmm. would do it once a week. And we had a, we had a really dedicated, loyal group of people who yeah. were following us and who would, they, they, they would send me messages all the time about, you know, you know, your, your podcast really helps me get through a hard work week or it we, makes, I, we my, get that a lot, it yeah. makes my commute um, Every time so we have a gap easier. and we come back, there's yeah. always... A lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting. And I'm like, sorry, guys. I've <laughs> felt hard. I've felt bad because yeah, this this was meant to be kind of at least a once a month once we got in here. At least. And yeah. then the whole pandemic happened and it's just been kind of crazy out there. And yeah. like meeting up has not been easy. And like Kason just said, he's he's dealing with some stuff with his family and, right, and right. work. And so like things have just been hard and it's been hard for everybody. And um, I feel bad. I, I want to be 
Like, there's nothing more right now during this time that I want than to try to be a source of some level right. of giving, giving some people something to look forward to yeah. during, you know, kind of like the rough times that we're going through. Right. So um, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those of you who watch the podcast way more so than those who, like, follow the main channel even, mm -hmm. right? are some of the most dedicated, some of the most loyal, some of the most, um, I guess, excited people about what we're doing. Right. And I put up a, a, a Patreon video earlier in the year. This was before everything went freaking nuts. <laughs> yeah. And was saying, you know, if you want to see stuff more regularly, you know, just, just hit us up. And, and if we reach this milestone, then we'll do this. And if we reach this milestone, right. then we'll do this. And um, we got a, a nice sort of like... Um, boost from that but we didn't hit any of those milestones mm. so we didn't begin with any of the promises for regularity that we had made and i don't during this period of time want mm. to like bring up patreon all the time right it's it's uh, should be the last thing on a lot of people's minds to support youtube creators <laughs> when you know a lot of people are getting laid off a lot of people aren't sure you know uh, about financial future things like that yeah. and for those of you who are going through that like the, I am not speaking to you <laughs> um, I am not asking anybody to go out of their way to uh, support the channel or anything like that on patreon but what I am saying is that those who have been able to even through all of this have been amazingly generous and and I want to be able to give back as much as possible so the, but there is a limit to, to time, and, and these things do take a lot of time and effort. Running a podcast weekly, you guys aren't even freaking ready for what I am doing for Final Fantasy Retrospective. I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm redoing the series. You've been, he's been talking about this for a long time. <laughs> and the amount of research that I am doing is so much more thorough. Yeah. And I'm, I'm done with the first three scripts already, the NES titles, and they are between four to six or seven-ish times the length. Um, there's way, way, way more direct quotes. The information is completely accurate. It's not based on any speculation or rumor or anything like that. They are so much better. I'm so excited to do it. And the way I'm gonna yeah. do it this time is I'm not gonna release them one at a time like before. Mm. I'm gonna release them kind of all in like a week, back to back to back week kind of a thing. So it's not like, okay, I finished this one, now I'll start my research on the next one, I'll start playing the next one. I have the footage and I'm just gonna complete all the videos and then just bam, bam, schedule them out, right? If, if you've, you, you watch the channel Arlo? Yeah. The little blue puppet uh -huh. guy? Yeah. He, he does something similar where he puts out his videos and then he puts out like a five hour, like here's all of, this is like a movie. Like, oh, right. Get, you, get out your popcorn, put them all out, you know, yeah. at the same time. Or he'll, all that's together. actually something I'm considering too is like once all the episodes are separate, maybe yeah. putting out just one complete. Freaking like, huge. Just get, get out your popcorn. Long. Let's binge watch the whole thing. Why not, you know? Maybe. We'll see what happens. But the point is that um, the, the, the amount of work, the amount of time that is spent, and, and Kaysen can attest to this with, when he works on videos too, mm. uh, is pretty immense. And so um, what, what I want to do is this. I think, I think what we had set up as a goal before, our first milestone, right, was that if we hit the, the 2000 per month on Patreon, we would do 
essentially a weekly release schedule, but it would be twice a month, so biannual podcast and then biannual videos from us on the main channel. So I would do one, or then we would have... Or month Yeah, so it would be, yeah. well, once a month, I would have a video. Well, I, well, let's just put it this way. The first week of the month, <laughs> I would have a video. The well, second week of the month, we'd have a, uh, a podcast. podcast yeah. The third week of the month, you would have a video. Fourth week of, of the month, we'd have another podcast. So yeah. it was still like a weekly thing, but it's like two to the main channel, two to the podcast. Yeah. If... We, if we put this out here on the archive channel, on the podcast channel, right? I'm not going to push this on the main channel at all. Okay. If, if you guys come together and help us reach that milestone, right? We will go to a weekly podcast schedule and not, not make promises about the main channel. Because that's what I feel mm. like. I feel like the people who watch this are, again, like the most... Su supportive of us. Right, well, right. they're the people who we know their names and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And yeah. so if we, if, if we turn the focus to those people who are already, you know, supporting us the most, giving us the most, and start, you know, pumping out a weekly podcast again. Again, I, I want to stress this. Like, we don't even need that much. We're already halfway there. So there's mm. somewhere between three to five-ish thousand people who enjoy this podcast on whenever we put them up, you know, regular, regular viewers of it. Yeah. Um, if you can, if you are at the point right now, <laughs> uh, again, many, many people are struggling. I'm not speaking to anybody who's going through rough time financially right now. But if you can, I'm, ta I'm talking just $1 a month. And if we can get up to that point, then we'll start the podcast weekly again. Um, and, uh, and I can bring back Final Fantasy Friday. That's another thing that our most loyal oh, followers would, would follow is. So you get a weekly Final Fantasy Friday and a weekly podcast. And that would become kind of our, like our main focus is, is providing that content for those who really enjoy that. So that's not to say we wouldn't still work on the main channel videos. We would. I'm still going to do that huge documentary series on the FF retrospectives. And I have some really good ideas too for Xenogears. I want to do a, an entire series just on like the story of Xenogears, understanding the story of Xenogears. I have a lot of really cool ideas kind of brewing up here. And in the meantime, there's some other stuff I'm, I'm working on too. I'm going to update my top uh, 50 video game list. I, I remember I did one, I think it was 30 at the time. Oh, the top 30 yeah. Back in 2012. You're going to expand it to 50? I'm going to expand it to 50, <laughs> but um, do there's, 100 next. there's like Tons of games that are in my top 10 that did not exist at the time I made that list. Oh, really? Wow. Like Hyper Light Drifter and ah, like a couple a of other games, games that have yeah. come out. Witcher 3 that weren't out yet, you know, yeah. in 2012. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do some other fun videos. Yeah, that's, that's when, when I you made, made that? that video. It's eight years ago. Eight years ago. So it's Gosh. been a while. So I'm going to update that. I'm going to, there's, there's a oh lot of gosh. other video ideas milling, milling that I'll kind of do that are, you know, a little bit easier, not as time intensive while I'm working on these larger docu-series. Mm. But anyways, um, the whole point is that uh, I'm leaving this in your hands because, mm. like, if you want to do that, if you want to see that happen, you want to support that, like, that's awesome. If, uh, if you know... Because that's kind of where I put it in the um, the original Patreon video that I put up to. Like, I'm just leaving it in your hands. I'm not, like, trying to pressure you into anything at all. Right. If you, in, if you value it, 
and you support it, that's great. If not, that's also great. All I'm saying is, is that if there's a demand for this to come back weekly, and you guys want to support that for as little as just a buck a month or whatever, hit up our Patreon. The link is in the description. Um, and if we hit that milestone, that 2,000, we'll bring it back weekly. And it doesn't mean yeah. that case, I'm not, I, I haven't spoken to you about no, this. No, I agree. I don't mean that you have to come up here well, weekly. We can find a way to do remote yes. or make that work yeah. or whatever. But the, the show will come back weekly is all yeah. I'm saying. So, okay. But I'll probably be here. <laughs> it's it's better to do it here when we can. It's way better. Because the internet issue. You guys remember. You guys remember the internet issues. Do they? <laughs> I think so. How could they forget? How could you forget? Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. That's so that's out of the way. Okay. Um, let's move on next to... What have you been up to? It's been a while <laughs> since uh, people have heard from you. So, you know, just talk yes. about, like, I don't know, like... Uh, Anything you want, but really, like, you know, if you played anything interesting lately, if you watched anything interesting lately, anything that you've been wanting to talk I about have. that you haven't had a chance to... Well, I am going to make a video about one of the one of the things that I watched uh, recently, which was a Korean, Korean drama on Netflix, by the way. It's called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It's really good, and I am making a video about it on the channel because it's really good. And um, there's enough good Korean content on Netflix to where, because before I was thinking about making a video, but you'd have to go to these weird websites like um, like Drama Fever or Viki uh, V I K I dot com. Yeah. But now there 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 are better ones on Netflix. So I do a lot of that. Um, I've been studying languages, so I I I have put away Spanish for the time being. I am fluent in Spanish, and I'm really studying Korean. Um, hard now. I was pretty good at it before, but I'm trying to get over that last hurdle. Do you and Tanner basically only speak in Spanish? Now? Yes, but actually, <laughs> I'm realizing he he it's it's him who doesn't quite want to speak it with me as much. Oh, as really? Tanner's my little brother. He's he's known Spanish for 15 years, and I, it's it's kind of funny. I almost feel like it's in some degree that was like his thing, and, and I I and came you've, in. You've stolen his yeah, thunder. And he, he likes it. <laughs> he likes that I speak it, and sometimes we do a little bit. But I'm constantly trying to speak to him in Spanish, and he doesn't always respond in Spanish. Mm. So I'm wondering if, to some degree, um, there's it's not what I thought it was going to be, I guess. But And I also wonder if, because it's usually around other people, like my parents or somebody else, right. and I wonder if he just doesn't want to exclude people from the conversation. Gotcha. Whereas I don't care. <laughs> I'm just like, whatever, dude. I speak Spanish now. It's cool. Let's let's talk in Spanish. Yeah. So we'll have, sometimes we'll have really long conversations in Spanish, and that's always fun. And it tests me because I don't get to speak much Spanish. Yeah, it's way different when you're like having a conversation than when you're yeah. reading it or watching on TV. Right, because you read it or hear it, it's like those words. You're like, oh, I know, I, I know what that means because you heard it. But if you have to search your own brain to make the sound Find it, and yeah. get the grammar and everything, totally different. Oh, it's way harder. And it's like I know that word, and when I hear it, I know it, but I can't like remember it yeah. to say it. So anyways, I'm on to Korean now. Japanese is next. I'm finally getting over the final hump in all these languages to where I really am going to be fluent because uh, I have a pretty good method for that. So I basically just listen all day to mu uh, movies or TV shows. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, as far as games, my wife has just dominated our Switch. I don't get to play games because <laughs> she she has Animal Crossing. Yep. <laughs> she has put in, I don't even know how many hours at this point, way too much. A like lot. more than well, that, that's the nature of the game. More that's... than any game I think she or I have ever played. Yeah, it's like 
probably getting close to a thousand hours. Yeah, that, that, that's what it does to people. I mean, it's, that's the kind of game it is. It requires yes, that kind of investment. Because you have to keep up and weeds yeah. grow and you got to make sure everything's looking nice yeah. and there's so much stuff to do. It's insane. Uh, Game-wise, I haven't really done much. Um, and yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. So Sweet. Um, what is the premise of that Korean It's show? okay to not be okay? Yeah. Okay, so it's hard to explain. Let me think, because there's it's a Korean drama, as you will all find out, because you're all going to watch this drama because it's really good. Um, they're 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 complex. the The plot lines are not super simple. Um, so there was a see, and I don't want to give away the ending. I'm trying to think what is in the just episode one. There's a there's a guy who okay. So the main part, I guess, would be the guy. He has an older brother who mm-hmm. has autism. And who they they grew up together, and it explores a lot of the um, the difficulties that kids have when they grow up with an older sibling having yeah. certain special needs because um, they don't get the attention as much. There, and they end up growing up being really jealous. It's nobody's fault or anything, but the parents have to focus a little bit more on one of the children, and then even though they might be older, and then the younger child gets uh, neglected a little bit. So there's a little bit of that going on there. The actor that plays. Um, the older brother who has autism is an incredibly good actor, <laughs> like mm. crazy good. In fact, the acting in the series is is top notch. It's very good. I don't love the lead male so much. Mm. He he plays the role of like he's just kind of quiet and he's cool and he doesn't do much and he doesn't smile much and he's just got the look and you could tell that the agency, the producers were like, hey, just exist. Everything's gonna happen around you. We got you just because you look good and just just exist. But the other actors around, like the lead female, is freaking amazing. And um, so it kind of explores some of that. And the idea, it's okay not to be okay, is that like everybody has problems. Like yeah, some sure. people have super obvious problems. Like you know they can't be in public for whatever reason. Um, and then other people have more subtle problems that completely destroy their life or dominate mm. their life in the similar way, but that they don't realize it or they they are expected to kind of just deal with it. So. Gets into all that kind of stuff, but it's it's not about that though. Is the cool yeah. thing? Yeah, I, I see. That's why I have a hard time even explaining it because the plot of the show it has nothing to do with what I just said. That's just those kind are of just a, kind of the themes. And, yeah, uh, the plot is more or less like there's a woman whose whose parents are just like awful to her, and then she grows up and becomes a famous writer, and then there's this guy who knew her when he was younger, and. Um, they separated for a long time because his parents like died and he had to go be an orphan somewhere. And then uh, they end up meeting up late, later, hmm. like 15 years it's later. It's okay not like to be okay. It's extremely good. And I think just after watching the first five minutes, it's like, okay, this is, this is a good one. It's top notch. Yeah, it's, it's top notch. It's, it's very good. And for the long haul. Uh, so that one, uh, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, along with um, Memories of the Alhambra. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, or those are two really high quality ones. And Memories of the Alhambra has uh, Kim Ji Won from Secret Garden. Oh, nice. In it as the actor. That dude's a beast. Oh, he's awesome. He's he's very good. And then it's like ten years later though. So in South Korea, they have mandatory military service, right? So these actors get super famous in their twenties, and then they leave. They, they disappear go. for a couple of years, and then they come back, and they have to kind of reinvent themselves. Other people are famous now. Their space kind of got crowded out a little bit. So sometimes they they have they struggle a bit when they come back, but mm. Kim Ji Won, man, he he's great. He's, Hyun Bin, that's the actor's name. I, I really liked that show. It's it's it a cheesy show. show. It's yeah, but it's just it's got this Oscar? heart to it I, that is really oh absolutely really charming. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. I have yet to see. Uh, I've yet to have like a different. Hmm, I've yet to like a character more than I liked Oscar. Oscar, he, was, he was so. <laughs> 
He's like the best character in of anything I've seen. He's just People, so good. Uh, watch um, It's Okay Not To Be Okay, but also watch Secret Garden. I don't know if that's on It's Netflix older. Uh, no, no, it's not. They took it off some years no. back, and so you'll have to go to Vicky or something like that, V-I-K-I. They, I, th- I think uh, our, our Weeb audience knows where to find. <laughs> they know. Knows where to find things like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be okay. <laughs> even you know, even Crunchyroll has some. Uh, yeah, they do some Korean dramas too. So. Okay, well, um, nice. Why I've been, know? I've been, dude, so many things. Um, I've been on like a bit of a reading kick lately. So, um, I finished reading the entire Mistborn series uh, by Brandon Sanderson. I've started oh, nice. his. What do you think? It was really good. Cool. Um, I actually liked it a lot. Um, a super, super recommend it to, to anybody, especially those who are really interested in, um, like, hard magic systems in fantasy mm. that, like, are have really established rules and that, like, uh, if you like, I guess, if you don't like fantasy where the, the magic is kind of ambiguous and, and it can feel like the problems are solved by some magic you've right, never heard of, and it, machina, yeah. that kind of thing. If, mm-hmm. if that annoys you about fantasy, this series does a really good job mm. of feeling clever mm. about how magic is used to accomplish the goals or to fix the problems. It's like it never, ever, ever feels like, oh, that wasn't explained or that shouldn't be mm. possible or... He's, he's, that's probably the strongest part of his writing is he's very clever and witty about that kind of thing. And he's just really good at writing magic systems. So the characters were really interesting though too. I liked it, 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 good, good themes. It's a solid series, I like it a lot. And then, so after that I picked up um, Stormlight Archive, which is another series he's doing. The first one is Way of Kings. I'm not, Super far into that one. That one's a little tougher for me. This is like a, mm. I don't know how many pages it is. It's like 800 plus or maybe 1,000 oh, plus so or something huge. like that. It's one of those really, really, really huge books. And huh. that's just one. And then there's like a series of that. Huh. And this is just a personal well, philosophy. Game it's of no Thrones knock. becomes that, right? They the get last long. few get pretty, They get pretty really big. long. And that there's a certain level of fatigue, I feel, mm. when a series is carried on super long and each installment is so yeah. massive because I agree. and this is just how I feel and this is just a personal thing I'm not saying like the, those of you who love Stormlight Archive you know like, well, I'm not, nothing like that it's just for me personally I like books that stay in that 400 to 500 page range yeah. at max because I feel like it, it can get really easy to meander and to mm-hmm. write what you think is really interesting but might not actually be helping the story that right. much really You'd say the same thing in less words and just be paced better hmm. I'm, that's kind of how I feel about Wave Kings so far okay. but again he, he hits you right at the beginning with this crazy magic that is just like super fascinating hmm. like, like this guy's basically um, it's like an assassination scene hmm. in, in right at the beginning and he's like changing gravity essentially it's cool and, and it's got kind of a Final Fantasy 15 like blade summoning thing sure. where they can like summon these swords. That is, that is. And that's cool. always So you sick. can have like an arsenal with you, but you don't have to carry it on like, you. <laughs> yeah. You get this shard, you know, that'll appear in their hands. That's always sweet. Yeah, yeah so um, I've been reading that and I started reading one of my favorite novels, uh, The Magus. 
Um, Again, the Magus is by John Fowles. Been... It is oh. a, I don't want to call it contemporary. It's like 1960s mystery thriller. No, I've, I've heard it. It's got like deep philosophical themes, it's, right? Yes. Does it's it have like really some religion good. commentary too? I can't um, remember. Not necessarily religious commentary. It, it's impossible to summarize yeah. what that okay. story is about. Because I've heard a lot of people <laughs> read it and they just love it and it changes the way they think about the world. But I, I have never actually read it before. It is really, really good. I'll I'll just I'll I'll give a basic summary of kind of what the story is about. But it to do this mm-hmm. is to say nothing about oh. what the book is about, really. Yeah, <laughs> and it will sound really <laughs> boring. Yeah, so it will sound terrible. I promise you, it's like the best book ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy grew up, you know, um, well educated, just very unsure about what he wants to do with his life. Mm-hmm. He's a bit aimless. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's um, young and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's a very cynical person. Okay. Um, and uh, a bit selfish and um, kind of non-committal, uh, looking for, mm. you know, adventure and, and just something exciting in life. He meets a girl, they have a relationship for a while, but he had already decided he was gonna go to this island in Italy and like teach English uh, in this, well not in Italy, it's in Greece actually. Um, He's gonna go to Greece on this little remote island and teach English there, just changing things up. And uh, so they get pretty serious in the relationship, but he decides in the end he's gonna go, which, and and she wanted a commitment, right? right? So then he gets there and this whole, level, next level of craziness just starts happening because he meets this guy who's a super wealthy um, businessman, art collector, doctor, Mm. just like this super intellectual guy who's into like all of this like freaking ethereal like spiritual mind reading Mm. like. Is it it real in the book or is the book grounded? You don't know while you're reading it. I don't want to give it away because okay. he doubts it. He's like a super atheist, like, right. you know, super, what is all this supernatural BS? This is obviously crazy. Right. And it just, it's just crazy, right? But it's all kind of about this guy's in looking internally at like who he is and, and who he has been. And I, okay. I don't know That's if I can cool, explain cool. it better than that. It's just really good. And, every freaking sentence that John Fowles writes feels like it was like crafted over a period of weeks. It's just beautifully written. Just astoundingly well written. Um, So I've been getting back into that again. I read it uh, about 10 years ago or something like that for the first time. They did a movie on it uh, back in the Mm. 70s, I think, early Uh, 70s, and Michael Caine. Oh, no way. Played uh, Young Michael Caine, huh? Yeah, he was young. I don't know how good that movie is. Um, I haven't seen it. It, it looks kind of, you know, like a low-budget cheese '70s movie 70s, from the yeah. trailers that I've seen. But the book's awesome. Interesting, interesting. So I, I think people should check it out. John Fowles, The Magus, freaking awesome, awesome book. So I've been doing that, and then uh, I've been. This is something that I haven't really decided on yet or announced for sure. But on my own personal YouTube channel. The Mike Brown one that has like, you know, that I just watch stuff on. Right. I'm thinking about doing just kind of like some daily 
talk to the camera type videos mm -hmm. where I just sort of talk about like storytelling stuff that I'm learning day to day mm -hmm. um, as I'm kind of finishing up my novel now and uh, you know analyzing things. But I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation again, uh, very slowly working through that. I've got mm -hmm. through the first 10 episodes. And I'm thinking about um, putting together like a list of episodes you should definitely watch or skip in the first two <laughs> seasons, yeah. which are kind of, uh, they're not great <laughs> mm -hmm. for the most part. And so a lot of people are like, oh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, this is the greatest show ever. And then they'll watch like the first thing, like, this sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, just wait, keep watching. It's like, no, season yeah. three is where it really, I mean, mm -hmm. where every episode is phenomenal oh, okay. for like three seasons straight. You don't even miss a single one, and it's like the best television you've ever watched. Mm. For like, I don't know what that'd be, like 60 or 70 episodes straight. It's just oh. like the best thing in the universe. But getting to season three can be a little tough because it, it's, it's not the greatest structurally well, and, and well-written <laughs> parts. So anyways, yeah. I'm, I've been watching through it, but I've, I've had some observations as I've been watching these early TNG episodes from the first season. And uh, I don't feel like sharing it because I've been taking notes while I'm mm. watching. It's like, dude, I should just get on camera and freaking like just talk about all these episodes of TNG. So I might be doing that on my channel. So if I do that, I'll let you guys know, I guess, on Discord or something. Um, they'll be super basic. I mean, like mm. no editing whatsoever. Mm. <laughs> just talking at the camera, <laughs> maybe even a live stream and just don't touch it at all kind of a thing. But... Um, but I, so I've been doing that. I've been watching that, and um, I watched a, a documentary called mm -hmm. High Score on Netflix. It's about just kind of like the early video game industry. Everyone mm -hmm. should watch it. It's freaking really phenomenally well done. Mm. Um, great interviews from a lot of like the, the fathers of the industry kind of uh -huh. thing. Um, they, they they actually have they feature final. They have a whole episode just on RPGs, mm -hmm. and. Final Fantasy is featured quite a lot, which surprised me because there's like no Dragon Quest. There's no like oh. lots of other stuff that you might expect to see in there. But they didn't like interview Sakaguchi or anybody. Right. They, it was Amano, uh, Yoshitaka oh. Amano was the only interview that they had for Final Fantasy. So they feature a lot of his art and um, it's really good. It's six episodes. They're about 40-ish to 45 minutes apiece. Um, they have one that's like completely on almost uh, just like Sega and their kind of rise and like uh, rivalry, rivalry mm. with Nintendo. And um, they have like marketers from Nintendo and stuff like that who, who were integral in creating Nintendo power. Oh, um, yeah. They talk about like the, the Nintendo World Championships and they have some kids who competed in that. And mm. it's a fascinating documentary. Mm. Everyone should see it. Again, called High Score. Where, where do you find it? Netflix. Netflix. Super good. Um, go check that out. And then, uh, games-wise, um, I just beat Chrono Trigger again. Oh, good work. I, I saw have, that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I have Ghost of Tsushima in there, still in the wrap. Like, it oh, hasn't man. been opened Didn't at all. Didn't they announce some expansion or some uh, DLC for Ghost of Tsushima for, on, on the PS5 thing? Probably. And a lot of people are saying, at least from what I heard, that it's... Um, it's weird. It's Is just it? like different. It's not what they're expecting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, am, I, I really funny. wanted to play it. It looked cool. It was like a Sekiro kind of, or like a, what would you it's, call it? It's like a Dark more, Souls type? It's, it's, um, What's it? Neo? I don't want to describe Neo? it. It's, it like I would say it's more Witcher-like oh, okay. than it is Neo or something okay. like that. Oh. It's, it's more open world, and um, it's got some RPG elements, I think. Well, at least 
there's a different ways of approaching it. So you can be kind of like the, the samurai, or you can be kind of the ninja type character. We do a oh, lot cool. of stealth and uh, so I you saw can the you can for it. It looked really cool. You can take like a stealth approach to how you play it, or you can take like a I'm just going to be a beast with my honor and tech, and just walk right yes, in there and just yes. like slay everybody man to man. Um, so, <laughs> and, and uh, anyways, very much an open world exploration kind of game. Yeah. So, I've been very interested in playing it, but, um, and it's not that long either. Like, uh, you know, to play The Witcher or like some of these open world games, you have to put in tons and tons of time. I think mm -hmm. this game is on average maybe like a 30 hour experience. So, it's not like super <laughs> long. That's another reason why it was intriguing to me. But, anyways, it was my most anticipated game of this year. And uh, I got it, and yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna play Chrono Trigger again. <laughs> so I did, and uh, it was worth it. It was really, it's still the best game I've ever played. Yeah. Every time I play it, I, I feel like I find something I didn't see the last time. Um, it's just super good. So nice. um, on top of that, I've been collecting footage that I don't have for like the Final Fantasy reviews. Like I'm playing Final Fantasy 2 and 3 in Japanese. Oh, nice. Um, in order to have the Japanese footage instead of using the emulated uh, fan translated versions of it. Oh, right, because they, the they change stuff. Okay. Yeah, so oh. I, I want to have the Japanese versions as video in the background Sweet. instead. So you're... So you I know some basics. Right? I don't. I don't. <laughs> yes and no. I have. I, I, I have enough <laughs> pattern. Rec, you know, enough pattern right. recognition to know that I've seen. Yes is usually on top, right? Or well, I've seen that item. Oh right. More times than others, I'm pretty sure that's a potion. Right. Like you know. But like is I, it a high potion? No, is I'm pretty a... sure it's a potion because I know, like in the English version, which this chest holds this, mm -hmm. right, and this chest holds that. And in and I, I wrote some notes for myself like uh -huh. in the sh in this shop it goes in this order this is lightning <laughs> this is thunder the, or this is thunder this is blizzard this is fire wow, so okay. I know the third option is the one I need to buy but I can't read any of it no okay, I don't know yeah. if <laughs> even in, in the menus it's like okay second. Third option over is yeah, left yeah. hand. So it's <laughs> just like, a pattern. Yeah, it's yeah. just totally about memorizing where things are at. Right. And uh, even like enemy drops, because there's, a, there's a, a drop for a Berserker spell in Final mm -hmm. Fantasy II that you can get for some enemies. And it's like the Berserker Tome was the one I wanted to mm -hmm. teach so that I could apply the Berserker spell, which increases your strength. Okay. But it was like they dropped three or four different types of tomes. So oh. I wasn't sure if that's the Berserker <laughs> Tome or if that's a different spell. And I want to sell this one. I don't want to use this one. So save state and then like try it and like, okay, that is the Berserker spell. Anyways, it's an interesting experience because huh. I literally can't read one character of Japanese. I know nothing. Nothing about it. So... Yeah. But anyways, uh, so that's what I've been doing otherwise oh, cool. for gaming stuff. But that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, so yeah, that should catch everybody up on what we've been up to. Uh, let's get into some news. Oh, real quick. Yeah. I've, I've been, I started reading some uh, manga oh, stuff. Nice. Um, the Korean, so it's called a manhwa in Korean. I'm reading Tower of God. It's a mm. big 400, uh, not episode, what would you call it? 400 issue yeah. Manga that went for like four or five years. Yeah. Um, but I, so I've started it and it's pretty cool just as part of learning Korean. But um, a lot of you guys might have actually read it before. I've heard it's pretty popular. Tower of God. It's interesting. It's cool. Mm. So there's like this big tower and people people uh, like go there but not necessarily on purpose. They don't know what's going to happen. 
and they show up here and there's like these these like level masters and and these people have to like fight and slay demons and dragons to get to the top level almost mm. like sword art online sort of but yeah. um it's fascinating it's very fascinating so yeah. far <clears throat> oh and i guess i also started final fantasy 14 oh good sure. I, I have of... not played it a lot but uh but yeah, speaking of that, <laughs> let's talk about Final Fantasy XVI. Did, didn't the team from fourteen make sixteen? Yep, they're, right? they're the same business division. Game Business Division Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what everyone. I, I'm going to put this in the title, and it's going to be on the thumbnail, and people are going to be like, <laughs> "What are you going to talk about, freaking Final Fantasy XVI?" After like an hour, yeah, I don't know. Because people have been asking me so much. Man, I don't know how well, long I want to talk about was Final it, Fantasy right now. But <laughs> uh, was it? Um, what about like the the general like the director of fourteen? So like that's who, who all is involved. That's Yoshida, uh, lovingly known yes. by fans as Yoshi P. Right. I don't think he's directing this game. Okay, I didn't he's, think so either. He's a producer on it. He's okay. heading the team, but it's being then, directed by the guy who directed uh, Last Remnant. Oh, Last Remnant was an RPG on the uh, Xbox 360 um, from Square Enix, and uh, it was huh. it was a pretty interesting game. They, they actually did a remaster of it that has a Switch release. I got it. and I played mm. it for. About 15 minutes, and I forgot that I have it until just now. <laughs> <laughs> this seems to happen to you. I'm, I'm noticing a theme here, yeah. It's like <laughs> Steam Library, but it's actual physical copy. <laughs> I, actually, I don't think I have a physical copy, though. I think I just oh, downloaded okay. that one. But then it's, that's there's not a ton why. of download room on your Switch. I have one of the um, expanded memory Oh, cards. nice, nice, nice. So I have it's like uh, 128 I have a, gigs. It's, um, I don't know how many I have. It's, it's a lot, though. By the way, I have sitting at my house a thumb drive that's one terabyte. What the fetch? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is bigger <laughs> than most of my external hard drives. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's slow. It's slow as fetch. It's really, it's like a super slow transfer Technology speed. has come so far since we started doing film and stuff. I know. Like, I remember we it's were crazy. having thumb drives with like, what, uh, five to ten gigabytes on them or, or even less maybe. Yeah, and we were trying Maybe to transfer like footage between each other on yeah, bull crap yeah. like that. And we'd have to do a few files at a time <laughs> because our, our um, cameras would record too big of a file. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. Anyways. Now they got like solid state drives that transfer like freaking... Oh, insanely quick. Like that yeah. fast. And they're big. Speaking of that, I'm thinking about uh, upgrading my PC. You know, it's about time. I was thinking about that too. And what was uh, it, 2013? Well, or they no. Just, NVIDIA 15? just announced all their new... Their new uh, Graphics cards, the, nice. the R, what do they call it, the the 380, it's not it's not GTX anymore, it's something You X, know, ever something since X the 1080, 380. I stopped paying attention. <laughs> I, I haven't paid attention to it either, but these are apparently really, really phenomenal. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, I got the... You know, you could keep the body of the one that we have and then just kind of switch out the Exactly, the just switch out and, the parts. Or you might not even need to switch the motherboard, it might just need to be the processor and the I'm, graphics. I'm thinking about doing that. Um, That'd be and, pretty cheap, uh, actually. And uh, yeah, just keeping the same shell. Yeah. But um, anyways, actually, the brand new graphics probably won't work with our motherboard. All right, that's technical stuff. Whatever. I actually <laughs> just had a problem with an update through Windows, oh, right. and um, they, the the tech guy was telling me to update the BIOS, and he sent me to a support page to download new BIOS, and I was like, none of these are my motherboard. We <laughs> we bought we built our own computer. He's like, that's wait a the, minute, like, what is your motherboard? And I gave him the model, and he had to search for a while to find yeah, a page where I could get like a BIOS update for that motherboard. That's like the one problem mess. with, you can build a PC, it's cheap, it's, it's awesome, but outdated. if you build it yourself, 
you there's no support there's no tech there's no company to call there's no warranty there, <laughs> i guess there might be if you bought it with a warranty yeah. per part each part has its own you know but there's nothing to do if something breaks it's like you you better have a friend well it was even <laughs> he, it was even just the the company who manufactures the motherboard model that we have and they he even, sent me to their website and they and don't i went even? to their support oh page gosh. and i scrolled all the Holy way through cow. and they have so many models <sighs> since that one Jeez, man. <laughs> that he had to kind of search around the website to find my Holy model cow, to update dude. the bios because i was having problems with drivers and i was having problems with like like i couldn't hear anything and like uh, everything was messed okay. up so he's like update your bios and i was like i would love to it's not that easy do man. i find them <laughs> Where do I find the update? My my PC. I swear it's not. Hey, you that know what? Old. I think I have the same motherboard as you. So can you send me? Because I don't want to do all that crap. Can you send me whatever think, site you finally went to? I th I think I I will have to look through my history. Okay. But I don't think I've. Yeah, I think I have it in my. Um, I haven't run into a problem yet though. But it just for future, I would like to know. I, I will send it to you. Um, anyways, we got way off topic of Final Fantasy 16 here. I, it the sounds like we almost don't want to talk about Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> <laughs> I think because we didn't. I didn't ask Mike what he thought of it yet, and I I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> So, um, what did you think of Final Fantasy XVI? <laughs> okay. Ugh. This is not a Final Fantasy XVI problem. The reason I'm laughing so mm -hmm. hard, it's a, it's a Final Fantasy in general. Just in general. Fatigue for me. <sighs> okay. Um, everybody who has watched the channel or our podcast in recent years knows I've become more and more jaded toward Square Enix and Final Fantasy over time right um you know final fantasy 13 i felt very burned by that game i was very excited for it, it had a mm -hmm. lot of hype I, I there at midnight launch release day one played yeah hated it <laughs> <laughs> and um it just very disappointed in um that did not kill my enthusiasm for the series it felt like uh you know yeah they messed up on this one hopefully the next one will be good and then they released an MMO that was in shambles. That was not good until that they didn't really affect me much. Redid the whole thing. Yeah, right. it didn't really affect me much because I'm not into MMOs anyways. Right. I wasn't really planning on playing it anyway. But then we had our channel, and we were building towards mm. the release of Final Fantasy 15. That's kind of where I felt it the most too. And then it, you know, the disappointment that came with that again. Um, it was like a sec. It was like a strike two kind of deal, right? right? And I, I still, I was much less hyped or like visibly ready for Final Fantasy VII remake. But I still had my moments, right? Sure, me too. Where, yeah. like, I was real cynical about it. And well, we I would, remember we you would, were you liked the design for Cloud when they showed that. Yeah, you were like this, not the first one, but the the, the redo. Yes, and you were like, this is good. So I was real cynical, and then that trailer where they revealed like the new design yeah. and everything and they and the showed new voice actors cool. yeah, and yeah. i was like okay you know like i i felt a little stirring yeah and then news from that point i got more and more and more sure that it wasn't going to really be what right. i was hoping it was going to be yeah. um and then of course i think at this point eh, everyone knows that 
the, the controversy surrounding whether this is actually a remake or more of a, a sequel or a, uh, like an, uh, a, a spin-off what's, what's universe sort of like. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Star it's, Trek, it's, the 2009 well, they, Star they've Trek. Actually said, they've actually said that uh, the creators, uh, Kitase and others in the Ultimania have said, this is the fifth part of the compilation of Final Fantasy VII, which you know was oh, Advent Children. Oh, that's right, Dirge Crisis of Cerberus Core and Dirge yeah. of Cerberus and Before Crisis. This is the fifth installment. So they're just including the, all the others. Yeah, stuff. it's n- it's not really like a remake of the uh. original game, right? They were so reluctant to remake that game, anyways. This is I know. this is always what it was going to so, be, even though they called it a remake. The liars. I have. I spoke for hours and hours, five hours on a podcast about my feelings of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's not a bad game. It's really not. And there's there was the some... The gameplay is actually pretty cool. There was some promising things yeah. there, specifically, yeah. where it's I feel like... It's the best I've seen of a mix between action and exactly. classic that RPG. Exactly, hybrid it's the best. of command-based yeah. and action-based And combat, depending right? on what you want, you can have more or less of yeah. either one. I, I really liked the weapon upgrading in it. Like the mm. idea of the, the buster sword can stay relevant through yes. the whole game. Instead, right? <laughs> that's right. That's the iconic <laughs> sword that you lose after the first 10 minutes and then you never see it Because you again. get another weapon and, it's, and it, the buster yeah. sword's irrelevant from that point on. Right? Yeah. It sucks now. Yeah. So there's a lot of great things that I liked about, um, especially, there were some things about the combat I would have preferred to be t- tweaked. Sure. But it didn't necessarily like hurt the fact that this was the closest they've gotten yeah. to really nailing that. Right? Yeah, they're getting very close. So yeah. my my problems with the game are mostly just direction, choice. Choices to not Story, really do this as a yeah. remake. It's to yeah. make some yeah. kind of sequel to it. That's super convoluted. Which wouldn't be as big a problem if they told us that's what they were doing to begin yeah. with. But they said remake, and that comes with... Um, a certain expectation. It's, yeah, there, and there's a word in the English language. Remake does not mean <laughs> what they did. They, but I think especially it was a, in the context, marketing decision. in the context of gaming, you know, it, it, remake has meant one thing for a right, long time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. people were debating me. What's really funny is people were debating me. No, it is a remake. It is a remake, and they, they were arguing about the semantics of what a remake is <laughs> until um, uh, Maximilian dude who everyone flocks to now for mm. Final Fantasy VII content because he oh, hypes yeah. it like crazy. And, th- and that's, not, that's not a knock against him. I have no problem with him. Mm. And his reasons for enjoying the game are totally valid. Mm. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, when I expressed my disappointment in Final Fantasy VII Remake, told me, watch the podcast that he appeared on with Easy Allies. And it's, oh, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, uh, it doesn't change anything that I think because right. he's mostly just speculating about where he thinks it might go and why he's excited about it. And... I think that he has some pretty interesting ideas about that, <laughs> but it's the whole premise of the thing that I that I was disappointed in. The fact that this is not a retelling of a story that I love, right. it's it's made purposefully to change it and yeah. make it into some kind of sequel. Right? And instead of just changing the ending, this is right from the beginning. This is from like this is from um, early on in yeah. the game where it's like they're changing everything yeah. instead of because I, I wouldn't fault them for doing a twist at the end that's like oh it's a remake for the most part but you didn't expect that at the end huh yeah this uh, there I don't I still don't know how many they're making how many who knows episodes who knows? they're making yeah. but just right off the bat episode one it's like all right this is totally different it's a totally different thing yeah. Whatever. Which is fine. So that for me was a strike three on Final Fantasy. Mm. I I'm I, I feel like emotionally I'm just not invested in it anymore. Right. It's it has become you know, something different than you, what I grew up with and loved. You might actually enjoy the future of Final Fantasies better than maybe having if, your expectations be so low. If I 
care to play them. And that's right. where we get into Final Fantasy 16. Right. So my my problems with Final mm -hmm. Fantasy 16 are almost the total opposite of what they usually are. Mm. Usually my problems are with storytelling sensibilities, um, voice acting, um, right. uh, a, a, an obsession or adherence to graphical fidelity over um, everything else. Yeah, they clearly didn't um, do that this time. Well, Yoshida has been very critical of Square Enix, which is yeah. strange to see, especially oh. in Japanese business. And he's business. still an employee there, right? Yeah, he's, he, mm. he, he, while he's working at the company, he said, we have had an, yeah, un an unhealthy obsession with graphics in this company. I wonder if Square Enix has given a lot of these directors permission. They've said, hey, we know a lot of people are upset with us. If you talk, it'll make you seem more personable. Because even, um, well, he ended up leaving, though, the Final Fantasy 15 director. Yeah, he was critical, but he left. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. So uh, anyways, these, these are all things about him and his approach that I think I'll probably like mm -hmm. is um, tone and uh, yeah. setting, you know, this kind of like more straight medieval yes. uh, focus yeah, on like cool. the, the crystal the lore crystals, all about of that, yeah. the first five Final Fantasies. Yeah. Um, the only real issue that I have seen, uh, first of all, I didn't love the structure of that trailer. No, it, and, yeah. I think that the trailer does the, probably the story a bit of a disservice in how that they Maybe. presented it. Because um, they even though you're right, they, they were... Um, they aren't playing up the graphical fidelity all that much. Yeah. And it, just in the way it looks. But you can tell, and as you told me, I didn't realize, I thought this was a PS5 exclusive. This will be for the PS4. My, my suspicion is that it will be PlayStation 4 and 5. Okay, just because of the wording, right? The wording was kind of not So on, on the precise. end of the trailer, it says uh, a PlayStation console exclusive. I think that that exclusivity mm. is a timed exclusivity in terms of when it will come to PC and Xbox and sure. things. But I, I also suspect, unless they have stated something yeah. definitive that I have not seen, maybe that's true, and we'll get corrected in the comments if so. But I, I, I read an article about seven-ish months ago mm -hmm. um, where Square Enix came out and said, we will not be working on anything that, ex that is exclusively next-gen okay. for quite a while. Everything that's mm. in production right now is going to be for current and next-gen both. That happened sometime in February. I, right. I looked it up the other day when I was on a stream. So Square Enix has stated publicly that nothing that they were currently working on mm. is going to be exclusive for the next-gen consoles for quite mm. a while mm. into the future. It will come to both, which well, makes sense. The install base in PS4 so. is huge. Oh yeah, yeah. So I am, I am almost totally certain mm. that Final Fantasy 16 will launch on both the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 4. Okay. But since this was a PlayStation 5 event, they wanted an to keep it ambiguous. A they bit, yeah. didn't want to say that right. there. They want people to go order the go PlayStation the 5 or, yeah. or get on and pre-order it yeah. after they watch that. Right. Right. So that's what I suspect. Okay, so that actually made sense to me because after I watched that trailer, I was like, this this doesn't look next-gen to me, at least the way through. Yep. It looked very similar to Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. It looked like it was done on the same engine. It looked, it looked, it didn't look that, I think they polished it. They probably presented us with a PC version that was... It was playing on a PC. Yeah, what that they was said. made to look like maybe PS5 or something like that, right? That's fine. Um, but it's, it wasn't all that impressive in terms of next-gen. I think that's the first thing I texted you. It was like, mm -hmm. it doesn't look... Like, like I think the I think we're getting game. to the point where 
the gens are not that different from each other in terms of graphical yeah. fidelity. Now, it, the I've seen some other stuff that does make the PS5 look a bit better than, or quite did a bit you, better. Did than you PS4. see the? I want to step into there. Did you see the um, the Unreal Engine? Is it six demo that no, they showed? I didn't. That was pretty impressive uh. because now they're getting to the point where the the hard drives are so fast because yeah. they're all solid state based. Yes, yeah, yeah. That where they can they can render amazing numbers of polygons. Hmm. So they they showed some environments and things through this little, it was kind of a linear little demo, but it was unbelievable, like the rock texture wow. and the number of polygons well, in I the think, environments. I think the previous version of Unreal is what a lot of movies are using now, actually. And and yeah. did you see The Mandalorian by chance? Yes. The behind the scenes for that. Where they were... They had Unreal. On is, the, yeah. All of their VFX was done yeah. in Unreal, and it was displayed on a TV behind the actor. It wasn't green screen. Yeah, they have those displays now rather than green screens where yeah. they can change the lighting as yes. they change the background so and, that and the every, light matches. And it affects, yep. And it makes it look... Amazing. And then an explosion <laughs> happens, and it's literally there. There's no compositing, right? It's it's, yeah. it's there. It's you're seeing super it. cool technology. Yeah, very cool. And so maybe. finally, video games are getting to the point where they're yeah. basically Hollywood level VFX, like super super good looking. So, anyways, I just wanted to say that yeah. like you can, there is a leap mm-hmm. in terms of what's possible on next gen. Okay. This clearly is not utilizing it no. because I'm almost certain it's going to be on a PlayStation Four. And I also well. think it's using not Unreal. I think it's using Luminous. <laughs> Probably. It could be on Unreal. I don't Probably. Know. But was it Luminous or what was the other one? Uh, Which one's the uh, PS4 one? Or wasn't there another light? So there was Crystal Dynamics Crystal. on PS3 and that then was, was Luminous okay, okay. on PS4. Um, but I could, anyways, we could be, we're just speculating here, but it did not look all that much better than Final Fantasy V. 15 in my, Final Fantasy V. 15 <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, and then I also watched the Hogwarts, um, the new Harry Potter, and I wasn't yeah. super completely impressed with the way that that looked I think a either. lot of those games are going to be both yeah. generations. They're going to be PS4 and PS5. Which makes the, the new Spider-Man sense, game because, that they showed is oh, also going to yeah, be yeah. both. And, but there's there's some supply shortages with the PS5, I've, I've heard. Um, the, the, I, they tried to quell that rumor. They Did came in and said, no, that's not true. Who knows okay. if it really is? I don't know. All right. I, could, we'll I, I heard the rumor. I, I assumed it was Because that true. came out, and then Sony came out, and were like, no, 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 no. And who knows? No. Who knows what's fetching real? All right. They lie all the time. Well, <laughs> basically, everyone is having supply chain issues in general anyways. Um, it would make so sense. So I just assumed that that was true. Uh, but... Yeah, the game at the very end when it shows his face and he's like really mad and it shows him for like six seconds. It's like yeah. a long shot, you know, for what it's showing. It's it's uh, just his face. And I was like, hey, they're trying to show off how good this looks by, by putting that in there. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. <laughs> because <laughs> in, in terms of next gen, PS5, Skin this texture is, it didn't look any different from PS4, it, I got to be honest. And so... I, I didn't, and, and the way his face moved and stuff, and I was like, yeah, yeah, he got mad. Like, the facial, um, what is it, the po- the points and the, you know, <laughs> yeah. it looks real. That was motion capture for sure. It looks good. But, you know, you don't need shots like that in a tr- the trailer for this game. I'd rather they focus on something else because yeah. the way it looks it doesn't appear to necessarily be the strong point for this game, which yeah. I think is great, actually, for Square Enix I, I, to I, finally I, not care that much about that. That is the least... Yeah, because it still looked cool. My know? concerns for yeah. a Final Fantasy game is how good does it look? Yeah, Which too. seems to be at for this a long point. time. <laughs> for this, for, at this point, that's been yeah. almost their primary concern. Right. It's been like their whole selling point is how gorgeous can we make the game yes. look? And, uh, you know, yeah. well, there is some validity to that. People see that and they go, whoa, that looks awesome. I want right. to play that. You know? At some point, though. So, But I don't, I mean, Yosh, Yoshida, Yoshipi has mm. said, we're, we're too obsessed over that. Yeah. Uh, let's... I'm okay with them scaling back to whatever degree. 
if it well, would mean that they could make the game fine, more yeah. interesting. Sure. But here's we'll, the problem. We'll see, though, because I didn't see any of that. So I don't know how the game will... Yeah. But, you know, at least it's a different... It's a style of Final Fantasy that I do prefer over the modern steampunk-looking, you know... I, I agree that I've been waiting for a more kind of straight medieval right. Final Fantasy uh, world like, setting. Right. Yeah. So, and I was, I think, on a podcast a while ago. I was like, of any of the directors they have in there right now, mm. I mean, like Yoshida's probably the one that, unless it was like Hiroyuki Ito, or who knows what he's yes. doing. I don't know. What he's I doing. know he dropped out a while um, back, and I, I don't know what he does now. Uh, you know, he was probably maybe. Uh, I, I don't know how I would feel. A lot of people really like. Um, oh, what's his name? The near guy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Guy the, wears the mask the, all the, the time. Helmet guy, Fetch, yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Anyways, he's, he's got kind of a real distinct style to him, right? I don't know if it yes. would necessarily suit Final Fantasy personally, but right. uh, a lot of people like his games. Sure. But of all the guys that are there, I mean, Yoshida's high on the list of mm. the ones they currently have in their wheelhouse that I would rather have working on it than freaking Nomura, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, or Toriyama especially. Toriyama. Oh, Fetch, I don't like his directing yeah. at all. So, anyways, it seemed like it was mm. falling into place, hmm. but... There are two things that concern me about it. And the first is um, that the, the story, while it's getting a lot of the elements right, I feel, or, mm. or kind of like going back to the roots, so to speak, in a right. way that I, I, I think is kind of cool, it's lacking the charm and the Oh, wit. I didn't get any of that, yeah. And that, that was a big yeah. part of the spirit of how those Final Fantasy games were told. Like, yeah. they weren't just these brooding, dark serious yeah. things. It's like they could go into that serious dramatic territory, but then they would also balance that with these mm. really genuinely funny, um, charming little sort of like moments that, that right. made you fall in love with the characters and the, their kind of goofiness. I, I kind of, there's one thing that I liked, but now that you mention it, because I, I, I felt a little weird about the trailer too. When you, now that you mention it, I, I can give an example of it, <laughs> which is the Chocobos. Um, chocobos have always been kind of they don't fit all yeah. that well. They're kind of funny. They're kind of weird. They don't really make sense. They, they're they useful, but um, they make these funny sounds. And anyways, uh, the, typically chocobos are funny. They're a, a humorous aspect of Final yeah. Fantasy. Um, and I've always thought it would be cool because back in the day, I think there was some Final Fantasy twelve or some spinoff game called Fortress, I think, that, that ended up getting canned. And um, I think I talk about it in my Final Fantasy fifteen sequel. Or no, not sequel. My Project W video, whatever. Oh, my my yeah. project, my Final Fantasy 15 Dark History video. I talk about some of the canned Final Fantasies that they had been, mm -hmm. they experimented with, and then we're not going to do this. And one of them had artwork of chocobos geared for military battle, basically. Right. And and no no fun, right? Just the but these are like horses, but instead of horses, we have chocobos. Right? Okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, and I thought that was cool. Um, I see that. I see that they used that in this new trailer for Final Fantasy XVI. People are riding chocobos into battle. It's like a war kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but they're chocobos, right? So they they did they made chocobos cool and battle ready. But you miss something when you mm -hmm. take something like a chocobo and you make it a war weapon or something that facilitates war. Um, it's you lose the charm of a chocobo, <laughs> which yeah. is one of the most charming things that I can even think of, right? Yeah. Because in, in, in most video games, it's just it's just a fun thing, and it's always cool to get the chocobos and do whatever breed, race, uh, but they're not typically used uh, for war. Yeah. So I, I now, since you mentioned that, I can kind of see how the charm is, is gone because even the chocobos have turned into 
this cool, dark, warlike creature that I don't think it now, should be or was. You know? I, I will say that this is not like a deal breaker necessarily for mm -hmm. me because two of my favorite Final Fantasy games also lack kind of that sort of oh, charm and wit and humor. Four. Final Fantasy XII and oh, Final Fantasy right. Tactics. Oh, and ta which, Tactics which are, definitely lacks Which it. are both Matsuno yeah. um, yes. uh, directed well, like games, him, or at least he was original. I love yeah. his storytelling style. Vagrant Story is another yeah, example. Vagrant story. That Very kind of tone yeah. is something I really like generally for high yeah. fantasy. Right? Sure. And so, I mean, it's the same tone I'm using in the novel I'm writing. Oh, right. So, obviously, I like that. Yeah. It's, and, and so, this is not like a, this alone breaks the mm. deal mm. for playing the game for me or anything like that. It's just that Final Fantasy, the spirit of Final Fantasy for mm. me, was this nice balance between the two. You look at Final Fantasy IX, and you almost get like yes. a total split. It's between perfect. some, yeah. I mean, genuinely dramatic, yeah. where you feel stirred right. for the characters mm. and feel you b believe it and take it seriously, and then half of it is really just like <laughs> just messing around, it's kind of a Kina tone. hunting like, for frogs in a swamp. Yeah, <laughs> how, yeah. how can you make those things work? Right. Somehow they did, and they yeah. did it every Several times. single yeah. time. It was unbelievable. Oh. Final Fantasy four and five and six and seven, even six, which had this bleak. Sort mm -hmm. of world and 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 like especially bleak kind of plot twist where the whole yeah. world just goes to crap at yeah. the end. It's the very end. Yeah. heavy, yeah. but there's just some unbelievably lighthearted moments. Yeah, and especially with Woolsey's translation of <laughs> FF6. Yeah, some of that might have helped make it is, seem a little it, charming. It's just it, it has this balance. Yeah, and. Um, I feel it's like seven really and eight is that. maybe where they start to get away from that. Seven, now, even you, seven, you I'm still have it. I'm playing through with Christine. It's yeah. her first time. It's filled with it, dude, wow. all the time. I think people forget. I do. I guess how <laughs> much humor there yeah. is in that game. Huh. Think about like um, marching for President Shinra. Oh yeah, and you're out there spinning the guns, and while you're doing that, like Red Thirteen and Barrett, they're all like sneaking on the boat. Then you get in there, and Red Thirteen's like. <laughs> trying to like be a human in a costume, and he's like, and his his tail sticking after, and and like That's Barrett uh, being told by Aerith that he looks cute in the sailor suit, and he goes into the bathroom at Costa del Sol, and he's like looking at himself in the mirror with the sailor suit on, and it's just, I mean, all the time. Yeah, people, I think, forget I, how I, I think so. full of humor Final Fantasy VII is. Yeah, eight, I agree with. Eight it has started to become little, yeah. less. And um, with eight, there that's the not to say it's the humor, it, though, the humor seems a little a little more forced in eight, a little yeah. less natural, and a little more just like silly in a time of seriousness, right? Like yeah. you don't do that if for eight. I actually really liked eight, uh, but it was it was super dark. Um, and then yeah, that, I don't know. I guess that's the direction they decided to keep going a little. Well, by I little. think that that's kind of a mark, and, and this is part of the research I'm doing right yeah. now. So when Sakaguchi. Um, when Final Fantasy was successful, mm. right? They, they shipped about half a million units in Japan yeah. of the first Final Fantasy game. His approach to designing Final Fantasy became kind of a, <clears throat> a two-division approach. So he led what he called the adventure team, which mm. is the story side of it. And then the, the battle team was usually he'd appoint someone to kind of lead that and they mm. would develop and then they'd come together towards the end of the production, they'd start combining what they had come up with together. Okay, nice. Right, and kind of making it work. Mm. So. The point of saying that is that this is why, like, 
the character progression and things of that nature, kind of like they experimented with a lot. Because mm -hmm. you have Okitoshi Kawazu, who went on to create Saga after that, who oh, did nice. Final Fantasy II's level progression. Oh. His entire thought behind it was, uh, we're going to do more of a story focus. This is going to be less like the personalized role-playing experience, because mm -hmm. we're going to have characters who have personalities and backstories and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're going to let the player evolve them into what they become, mm -hmm. rather than saying this is a warrior, right? And yeah. this is this, because they're, they're set characters, so like you can't like... I, I guess his whole thought mm -hmm. process was, right, in Final Fantasy 1, you say, I pick a warrior, I pick a mage, I pick a yeah, monk, I pick a this, mage, yeah. and that's what they are. It's, it's a nature thing. They're born this way. Uh -huh. Versus a nurture approach where these are the characters and their personalities and the way that will allow the player to customize them is to mm. however they use them in battle, they will turn into, you know, so the player sort of like nurtures them into the role, right. if that makes sense. Mm. And right. then he left. And he yeah. left Final Fantasy. He didn't want to work on Final Fantasy anymore. He went and did the Saga series where he continued on that line of thinking for mm. level progression. And then they brought in Hiromichi Tanaka, who was like, we're doing this huge party-based thing. And, you know, like, that's where the, the roles in Final Fantasy, all the jobs got created. The class right? system, yeah. And he really disagreed with Sakaguchi about real-time action, m you know, motion, oh, especially yeah. moving the Super Nintendo versus, like, command-based stuff. Mm -hmm. And he, he wanted to make the pixel sprites taller ah, and yeah. uh, take... You know, like um, the PS1. Advantage style. of resolution. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to go work on Mana, Secret of Mana. Right. And, and Final Fantasy IV is going a different direction. And then they brought in... So uh, that's why they kept... Okay, yeah, interesting. That's why they kept so they them looking small. people like each time. Yeah, the, like the world map, the pixels, uh, the, the, yeah. the sprites still look almost like NES guys. Okay, It's yeah. just more colors. Yeah. Because um, that's... Sakaguchi really wanted this diorama feel to the world hmm. where the, everything looks like little miniature dudes. By the way, he's working on a game right now called Fantasian where he's literally creating dioramas by photo scanning Oh, no way. That's pretty cool. And with little dudes running around, they look like they're walking around on miniatures. Yeah. That's been his idea huh. for Final Fantasy Worlds from the freaking start. Really? Wow. Huh. So anyways, you see these different people stepping into roles, and that's where the difference is. So Takashi okay, Tokita cool. sort of took over that role in Final Fantasy IV. And that's why Four has these, um, you know... The, the characters are kind of set in their roles. They, 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 they went away from the job change system, mm. right? And then, and then uh, you know, anyways, new blood would come in and it would you, change and evolve over After time. you review every individual Final Fantasy game, you should review the whole series. Like, you <laughs> should do it because this is the kind of stuff that you would have a, I would assume you would have a harder time squeezing into one video about one game. Oh, yeah. So, so this is, it's a lot of That's a lot of freaking research, though. Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> I, I feel like I can stand a little bit yeah. in a, a, an authoritative place when I say yeah. that I have a good feeling on what the spirit of Final Fantasy was, according to Sakaguchi's sure. intended vision. He was the head of the adventure team, mm. and during his time at the head of the adventure team, they had this hmm. way of balancing story and the way they tell stories. And since he has left or has not been involved in that adventure mm. team. This is Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy X, and beyond. Right. They have not had that same balance. Hmm. Now, it's not to say Final Fantasy X is a bad game. I think Final Fantasy X kind of nails that, actually. It does that pretty well. Sure, yeah, sure. Um, but twelve, no. Uh, and no, I still really, really like Final oh, Fantasy Oh, it's great. That's one of my favorites, actually. I still like Final Fantasy Tactics a lot. Yeah. I'm not saying that that alone well, is a deal-breaker on Final Fantasy XVI, but I'm missing 
the spirit of Final Fantasy in the storytelling there because yeah. it's too dark. It's yeah. it's like Type Zero ish almost yeah. blood and which mm-hmm. is really weird because Square Enix seemed so intent on backing off from the violence and the blood and the gore in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake to keep it T-rated that they removed my favorite scene from the Midgar arc, which is the yeah. trail of blood leading up oh. to Genova. Yeah, uh, well. I, I, that they just took that scene out because they, I, I assume because they didn't want the M-rated, so right? And then this, <laughs> the kid gets his freaking entrails of his Father, yeah. the Duke, like sprayed onto his freaking yes, face. Yes, that was crazy. Yeah, and 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 you know the 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 it seems like he loses control of the summon, and the summon's just there, like tearing a dude apart, and you see the blood yeah. flying, and he's like, "Wake up, young uh, uh, Joshua, please!" He's like, it's like horrifying, dude. Yeah, it's like really intense. It's creepy. like it's like adult hmm. uh, targeted. Um, very violent, dark, gritty fantasy yeah. in the vein of Game of Thrones, in the vein of The Witcher, which mm. I love. I'm right. writing a novel like that. Right. It's not Final Fantasy. <laughs> sure. Uh, so it may, be, it may well end up being a great game. Yeah. Um, one other thing you, you had just mentioned. So I also think it becomes a lot more difficult to um, in- introduce the charm and yeah. the humor and different aspects as the graphics of games get better. Yeah. I remember when I first saw Final Fantasy XV, I saw, um, what's the main character's name? Noctis. Yeah. Wearing like a chocobo hat. Yeah. Running around the city. And I it was like, weird. this is stupid. <laughs> Get this out of here. Like, And it's not because I don't want that, but you, when you do pixel art games, you can take advantage of the medium, of the, the style that you've, the art style you've chosen, and you can actually inject humor in places where it, it, it works better. And you can have a little bit more of a charm in different ways. Whereas when you're just super realistic and everything's high fidelity, it's I think it's a lot harder it's, to have like truly funny moments. Final Fantasy VII Remake struggles with that. Yeah. And 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 a <clears throat> lot of the reasons why Final Fantasy VII can get away mm. with some of the humor that it does get away with and it doesn't feel weird is because of the graphical style, the chibi mm. little Lego man. Yes. And the so. colorful kind of world that they have, especially in a lot of areas outside of Midgard and places like that. Um, it's just funny and charming. I don't even know how to explain it. The way they animate stuff. Because yes. it is so Well, limited. and you just gave me the example of Red 13 marching. Yeah. <laughs> you you try to do that in a, I don't know, it, we, we'll see what they do. But I don't think it you can pull it off. It should be the next episode, actually, if it's right before. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, but Red 13 marching in uh, uniform, that's that. It, you can't that, do that won't work. You can't do that, no. The jumping animations yes. that they would do to jump over here and yes, there. Yes, and the funny, or even, uh, yeah, just all of the animations because they were so limited, but that that's what made it charming. There it, are no limits anymore. There was an art to <clears throat> an expression of an, a thought or an idea or an emotion mm-hmm. through the working through the limits yeah. of the animation or, or what they could do, right? That they took complete and full advantage of during mm-hmm. the uh, eight, well, especially 16-bit and 32-bit era, mm-hmm. where they used that to the the betterment of the final product. Yeah. And now that you can't really, it's like the difference between theatrical acting and cinematic acting. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. In the theater, uh, a person standing, the villain standing on the stage has to be able to communicate his sinister intention, mm-hmm. not just to the person in the front row who can see his face, but to the person on the third deck way over there. So he has to laugh maniacally yes. and be huge. And the 
format, the media in which it's being presented in, that's expected, right? right? And so you accept it mm -hmm. as a different form than in the cinema when you can look at the dude's eyes only and, and he can communicate his sinister thing. intention without saying anything. Right. And he can just give you a look, right? So this, that, that's what I'm kind of yeah. referring to between the overhead fixed camera angle, mm -hmm. uh, really deformed looking people of Final Fantasy seven, eight and nine yeah. versus the you can literally see the pores in Cloud's face. Right. <laughs> Perfectly realistic lighting world of Final Fantasy VII Remake. It changes the form. We've gone yeah. from the stage to the cinema, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it means that you can't express or get across the same feelings or the same ideas by using the same techniques anymore. It won't yeah. work in the new form. So you lose some of that. So. I was my next question was going to be well how how do you how do you put that back into something after you lose it because of reasons that aren't necessarily their fault it's just where yeah. things are going the whole well medium I, do, I don't think they well, have to chase graphical fidelity exactly, to the that's level that they what do came to my mind with Dragon Quest Eleven mm -hmm. and I'm like you know what Dragon Quest Eleven still works the moments of the the chibi and the sixteen bit still work in Dragon Quest Eleven because they chose to go with a more cartoony aesthetic and that is like that's the answer i think do, it is do you want to have a still charming game that feels like the old ones you have to do it the way dragon quest 11 did it or something similar otherwise you cannot have it it doesn't fit it doesn't work people think it's cheesy and stupid and just like not just wearing a chocobo hat like get that out of the game it just doesn't work now, i want to clarify that that's not to say that final fantasy 7 remake is like humorless Mm. Uh, that there aren't genuinely good moments of humor there. Uh, there's some good moments between Barrett and, and Cloud that yes. they added in that work for this format. Yeah. The way that they argue and banter while and they're that, in the, the fights and things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they did inject right. some of it in there, and it did work, and it was you know a, a new form where yeah. they did capture some of that. But still like true to the characters. Yeah, and still yeah. true to the characters. Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't like devoid of it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is a challenge oh, in... Yeah the modern age, if you're going for this semi-realistic, like maybe 20% anime, 80% uh, like photorealistic look yeah. that presents uh, a challenge for how do we like interpret this scene mm. in this form now. So anyways, back to Final Fantasy 16. It's difficult with what they've chosen to do to, especially with how dark it seems to be, mm. to really have some of that lightheartedness in it. But again, yeah. that's not the deal breaker. We'll see, because I, I wait to see a trailer that's not trying to focus on the look of the game because the PS5 people said, hey, make it like this. Yeah. I, I want to see a trailer that's more like, hey, here's, here's actually the story where we're not trying to show you how cool the motion capture looks when the guy gets mad. Yeah. Here, here's an actual trailer for what they to expect in the actual game. Um, I don't know when that would show up, but the I look forward to that. that the deal breaker for me with Final Fantasy 16 is that it is it appears to be mm -hmm. a solo character action only combat system. Yeah, I didn't see a party. That's true. It has oh. it appears to have no party focus yeah, and it appears it, to have no command focus at all. Yeah, yeah. It took a lot from Final Fantasy 15 where you kind of like warp into things and you they do have that weapon warping kind of thing. Yeah. And, and they you, have you the dash like you're just They have the battle designer from Devil May Cry. 
working oh, on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually. So it seems like a Devil May Cry kind of comboing, juggling action system. Huh. And that's different. This is that's the part to me where it mm-hmm. abandons the legacy of Final Fantasy entirely. Okay? Yeah. It's not a Final Fantasy game if yeah. it does not have a party focus yeah. and some level of command-based strategy in combat. It's just not a Final Fantasy game anymore. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but I, I want to say this because it came to my mind. People are talking about the, the wording of the legacy of the crystals yeah, has, I um, what is it? The legacy of the crystals has controlled our destiny or something like that for far too long. Right, yes. The wording like of that. Signaling that it, they were going to get away from that kind of thing. There's, like there was a similar sort of like speculation about mm-hmm. the meta messages of Final Fantasy VII Remake. That, uh, that these ghosts represent fan expectations uh, to keep okay. the story on, uh, on the original path. And they're saying, no, we're going to change it all. I'm not saying that's true to try and, to try and put that kind of message uh-huh. into it as, as, a, as a stick it to them kind of a thing or, or we're going to do our own thing and we're artists and, and we don't care about what you want. We're going to do it our past. way. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that's the intention of that. I really don't. I really think Nomura just thought it was a cool story <laughs> idea and he was into it and he liked it. That's, that's really the extent of what I think that was. And similarly, I don't think that that, that, that text in the Final Fantasy 16 mm. trailer is saying to the fans, Final Fantasy has it's been dominated by expectation for, too long, for yeah. too long and now we're doing our own thing. I don't think that's the huh. intention. However, if it was, mm-hmm. it's, it's bogus either way. Because mm. retire the series. If you don't want to work yes. on Final Fantasy anymore, retire yeah. the series. But you won't because you are relying on the brand recognition make to make the money. Yep. So if you want the benefit of the brand recognition, yeah. the fans uh, being excited for it and selling uh, your product, you have to deal with the expectation and the legacy of that brand. Yeah. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. You can't artistically separate yourself from the legacy of Final Fantasy, yet make a Final Fantasy game and expect all of the praise and adoration and hype mm-hmm. and fan expectation. Uh, you can't have both. Right. So if you don't want to, this is what happened in the, in the old days. Like I said, when the developer said, I don't want to work on Final Fantasy anymore, mm-hmm. Sakaguchi said, go, do something else. Right. Here, uh, 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 Takahashi, you can make Xenogears. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, Masato Kato, go do Chrono Cross in the way that you want to do it. Here, uh, this creator, go do Secret of Mana, go do Parasite Eve, go start mm-hmm. your own thing. I don't want to bind that's you to healthy. Final Fantasy if you don't really want to be on it. Business. Yeah, if you don't want yeah. to be bound to Final Fantasy, I don't want that to be the only thing you can do in this company. Yoko Taro, that was his name. Yoko Taro with Nier, right? <laughs> Go make something. We'll give right. you the resources to do your own thing. Make the project of your dreams if that's you don't smart. want to be on that Final way you Fantasy. you can train up your people in one of the big franchises uh, to get the experience working on a big, big game. Yeah. And then ut- utilize them to make other yeah. stuff. Send them their own way and let them, them do their own thing. Obviously, with Nomura going to do Kingdom Hearts, now they've brought him back, which I yeah. think what, what's, what happened with Nomura is very indicative of what happened happened to the company in, in general that what you're saying with what happened with um you know um sorry the original founder i'm totally blanking on his name sakaguchi said it five times yeah sakaguchi um you know they they purposely were like hey let's see if tetsuya nomura can do this kingdom hearts thing he did it great but then he left and things changed and now they're like oh 
We're going to bring you back into fi- everybody. Come back to Final Fantasy now. All of our big names, and I know some people. And that was big people elsewhere still work on those other games. That, but I think that's a bad thing. That was the corporatist mindset yes. of Wada when he became the yeah. president of Square Enix. It's make a billion sequels and maximize right. the expansion of the Final Fantasy brand. Make a million spinoffs, a million sequels, mm-hmm. a compilation of this, uh, reuse assets, just and, and push Final Fantasy as far cannot, as possible. They cannot retire it. No. Because it became it, it, so Square Enix, central. Square Enix's entire yeah. tent is held by the Final Fantasy pole right. at its center. And they've abandoned all of these other great franchises that they had. And, uh, and now they're totally reliant on it. So if the creators are frustrated with the, the, the artistic burden of the legacy of Final Fantasy and they don't really want to work on it, leave the company like sure. Matsuno did, like Takahashi did, like a bunch of the other older creators did to go do their own stuff. And Takahashi's doing Xenoblade now and mm-hmm. uh, Matsuno's doing his own thing now and Sakaguchi's elsewhere doing Fantasian now. You know, they're, they're working on personal projects that are important to them. They left Square. Have the freaking guts to do that. Uh, Nomura could totally get away with that. Oh, he could he, start his own He studio. has the clout to do whatever oh, yeah. he wants. Which is why it's kind of... So um, you don't have to do this. Wait, isn't there his new game? Oh, no, is it is it the new Kingdom Hearts? Something like that? Was it Kingdom Hearts or was it... Um, World Ends With You or something. It looks like he... Dang it, it was like a year ago. He, he had a new trailer for something that incorporates tons of the Versus 13 stuff. Oh, Verum Rex. There it is, Verum Rex. Verum yeah, Rex. Yeah. Uh, which is like the... From King Hearts 3, I think, was... Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to do like... A whole Verum, a whole thing. Verum Rex like, thing. okay, he's figuring out a way to do what he wants to, even when yeah. they kind of told him no. Yeah, so anyways, that's, that's my response to that idea. That okay. they, they want to not be bound by the legacy. Then don't make Final Fantasy. Yeah. Okay? Then don't do it. That's what people want. That's why they've been fans forever. They want Final Fantasy. You're not making Final Fantasy. You're making Devil and, May and Cry. you're blaming them for not liking You're making a, a Witcher or Game of Thrones themed Devil May Cry. Right. <laughs> it's not Final <laughs> Fantasy. Okay? So don't call it that. Right. If you don't want to work on it. Anyways, that's the deal breaker for me. Is that it's, okay. not, it's not party based. It, yeah, it loses a whole gigantic chunk of the, of the identity of the thing yeah. by changing the type you of know, game it is. With Final Fantasy XV, the party may not have been super useful, but... They at least had a they focus. They were there, and in the story-wise, yeah, it was important. And exactly. I think even if you don't include them in the battle, you need people to be with you yes. to support you for the story. For it to feel not like Final just, Fantasy. Yeah. And it's totally missing in that. Fact, that's one of the things, so from Avatar The Last Airbender, yeah. how you've got the um, Aang, Sokka, Katara, Momo, Appa, whatever, and um, they're kind of like a gang, right? And they help each other out, and things get tough, but they're able to move forward. Well, when Legend of Korra was made, they started out with kind of a team, and as the, as Legend of Korra became, became a lot less good of a show as from the original Avatar was when Korra kind of started going off and doing her own thing just by mm. herself. Yeah. And because that's not what it was originally, and because that's not what people were expecting, um, when you just have one person dealing with their own problems by themselves, um, it's fine depending on the story you want to tell. Yeah. But Final Fantasy has always not been that. Exactly. And I, you can see when, when you try to take advantage, like Legend of Korra did, you try to take advantage of what came before it, but then you do something else, it, it loses way too much. Like in terms of charm, honestly, um, that yeah. was the funnest part of, of Avatar was... Sokka's reaction, whatever was going on, and I don't know. Anyways, 
Lots of tangents. And, you know, that, that's kind of... They didn't say release date. Oh, they don't have a release date. Okay. But this, the, the, the rumor right now is that it's been in development for a little while. It's not yeah. going to be one of those, like, five years from now. It, it, they're thinking maybe, like, 2022 oh, cool. will be uh, when it'll come out. So uh, we'll see. And, and again, I'm not, like, repulsed by what I saw. It looks right. like it could be a, a game with some potential. It's just not a Final Fantasy game. And... I'm just not attached to the Final Fantasy brand anymore. It's just not, mm. it's not what it was. It's been totally transformed into something else. So it doesn't know what its identity is anymore. Oh, it, it's It's yeah. just lost its way. Entirely. So if you watched that trailer and they didn't say Final Fantasy, what would be your opinion of what you saw? It, it looks interesting. I'll, I'll wait and see, like, where this goes. I thought so, too. It looks, looks fun. It's kind of like what I thought about uh, Elden Ring. I don't know what happened oh, to that geez. game. That was like um, FromSoft was working with George R.R. R. Martin uh, on a yeah, game called right. Elden Ring. What's and it was like, oh, that looks... By the way? I, feel I, like I have no idea. No idea. Nobody knows. The dude is old as fetch. And I know. <laughs> he and he, he's never going to finish that last He probably part. won't. But <laughs> he doesn't need to. He's rich as fetch. No, now. he's good. So, but I felt the same way about that. It was like, that's an interesting concept. I'll wait and see. Right. And that's kind of how I felt about that how I would have felt about this if it was just some new IP from Square or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. They kind of did that with Project Athia, which was what they showed at the last PlayStation event thing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, another Luminous Engine uh, oh, game that's right, that's right. that they showed off and it was like, oh, it looks kind of interesting. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing about this that screams to me like a must play. Mm-hmm. Just based solely on what it showed, the fact that it also now carries the Final Fantasy name just makes me... Makes it worse. I just don't care. I just don't care. They they don't... They do not have an identity for Final Fantasy internally anymore. They don't know what it is. Yeah. They don't have any clue. They have no grasp on it. They, they have... They're, they're grasping at straws money. to try it, and what find is, what is sticks. Yeah. It, it's a brand that makes money and they don't know much beyond that. Yeah. It's a total corporatist mindset. And um, I've, I've accepted that. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm ready to move on. So this, this uh, review series I'm going to do, retrospective series I'm going to do, is, is kind of going to be my love letter to mm. the Final Fantasy series I once knew and loved. Cool. And after that, I'm kind of done talking about it, to be honest. I'm, okay. I just don't care anymore, right? I, I'm, I'm totally indifferent. Yeah. Whereas... In the past, I've had all this disappointment. Mm. And like, oh, I'm so annoyed. Or, oh, why are they doing this? Gosh, like, why can't they just get... come out? It was like... 2009 or 10 or something. So it's been 10 years. It's been, it's been a decade. <laughs> it's 10 years Square of, of Enix. Square Enix has existed as a company... Since 2001 or something. Since 2003. Three. And Square Soft... You know, Square Soft's golden reign... Yes. We could argue is from 1987 to the year 2000, a 13-year right, span. Nine or 10. Now we are coming up on almost, double well, that later. not double, not double, but I mean, it's like 20, it's, it's more time that Square yeah. Enix has been annoying me <laughs> than Square Soft impressed me by quite a lot, That's quite crazy. a lot more years that yeah. I've been frustrated with Square Enix than I was yeah. in love with Square Soft, huh. which okay. is really weird to think about. It's been a long freaking time That's very weird. since Final Fantasy has been good, in my opinion. Wow. So, and all you 14 people, I'm playing it. I just don't like MMOs that much, but I'm giving it a chance, okay? Hold off on your hate of me for not praising Final Fantasy 14 yet. I'm playing it. We'll see. 
I just, I don't have a ton of, I didn't like 11 at all. And it's better than that. But, man, that questing structure is very MMO-like. Yeah, well, because it's an MMO. I just don't like MMO question, questing. I don't like MMO questing. There's a lot of MMO questing so far. People tell me the stories are good. We'll see. Okay, um, very, very quickly. Because we've got to wrap this up. PlayStation 5 has announced their prices. Oh, the, yeah. The disc-based uh, console is $499. Yeah. The discless. I've heard it pre-orders for the disc one sold out. Yeah, they're totally sold out. <laughs> totally sold out. Like within hours. The discless one, three ninety nine. Yeah. And then the Xbox Series X also four ninety nine for like the main beast tower one. Mm -hmm. And then they have this little smaller slim one that uh, will not be as focused on four K um, and things of that nature. Uh, lower graphical, you know, power, but uh, two ninety nine. Uh, should be able to play all the same games just. Maybe 30 FPS, 1080p. I, I wonder, because, um, well. I mean, it would be weird if they had exclusive Xbox Series X It would be, but didn't they have some PS4 Pro? You can only play it on no. the Pro. They didn't? No, no. That, yeah. was, that was true of DS like lines. Yeah, because the new they had, 3DS could only the, play certain games. Well, they had um, the DS and then the DS Lite and then the DS, the one I, that your brother DSi. had. DSi. Yeah, the DSi. They had some DSi exclusive. Oh, no, wait. Brain Age or something. You're right. The 3DS. New 3DS had a game. Had like the new 3DS. Yes, the Xenoblade was exclusive to the new 3DS. Yeah. And then also with the Switch, you can't play like Mario Odyssey on the handhold only Switch. There are certain games. Oh, on the handhold only, yeah. Partly because they want you to play it with yeah. a detachable. That, that's anyway, all true. Maybe so I'm just looking at Nintendo. It's Nintendo, Nintendo only. Nintendo does this crap. No one else does. Uh, PlayStation 5 did not have that issue okay, between the Pro. Or the 4, yeah. And the 4. Um, just, you could play okay, cool. with HDR on, on the PlayStation 4 Pro or in 4K. Yeah. That Just performance increases. But that fan is loud as fetch. Holy crap. <laughs> the fan of the PS4 Pro is loud, dude. Anyways, um, I'm in no rush to play the next-gen uh, yeah. consoles at all. Uh, the only launch title that is even remotely interesting to me on the PlayStation 5 is Demon Souls Remake. Oh, oh they remake. But it's a remake. And you already have it. Right? I, I have played the game a million times, but on top of that, there it's the same team that did the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Oh, that's cool. But but Demon Souls was PS3, right? Yes. So this is remaking a PS3 game. It it feels different. Does like it? I can tell by looking at just the weight of the character and uh. the it feels and this is a thing about from soft souls born type games. There is like just the way the character feels to move changes the experience almost entirely. It's like the like if it's if there's a whole balance around yeah. like the speed of this weapon versus this one. Oh, How yeah. many frames long yeah, is the animation? Yeah. How many frames is this so that I can find the iframes to dodge? Like yeah. it, there's very particular balance issues with things like frames of animation. Yeah. This is very smooth, so 60 frames per second. It, I can sense yeah. that there's going to be a very different feel hmm. to Demon's Souls Remake that will probably have purists being like, this doesn't feel right, yeah. you know? I and wonder so, if they might have been doing that on purpose even, just to make could the game be. hard again for the people who were already could be. mastered it. it, it like looks, Master's Quest kind of stuff. It looks interesting, but I'm not going to buy a console for a remake of a game I've played 500 <laughs> times. Pretty, so... Pretty bad. So um, I, 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 I have no 
no desire to really rush out and get that thing. I think the yeah. box is really ugly for the PS5 too. It's it's white it. and it's got like oh, these weird plastic yes. like splays that kind of make a V shape. Yes. Like yeah. a five or whatever. I'm sure that they will have... And the Xbox, too. Both of that's just so weird, <laughs> the way that they've decided to go. I'm sure they will have a much slimmer, sleeker, yeah. um, probably even, like, better-performing version of the like console <laughs> a couple years from <laughs> yeah, now yeah. <laughs> when there's actually a library worth purchasing for. So sure. I'm, I'm waiting to see on, on the new consoles, but okay. I don't and know how Xbox, you felt. So Xbox has another, another one that's low... Yeah. They have three, right? Xbox Series X whatever. Oh, I guess it's just two. And then the Xbox Series S, this is what they're calling it. So the small and the large. Xbox Series and X, S Xbox Series S. It's quite a bit cheaper, right? It's $299. Yeah, okay. Versus $499. Okay, so it's still. So it's but just one down. It's, yeah, so it's $200 less so for the each, smaller one. Okay. And the, for the PlayStation 5, it's $100 less for the discless version. Hmm. Um. Well. I would have to say this is probably the first time I genuinely don't care about the new console generation. I would rather yeah. upgrade my PC, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, spend the money to get the, the new uh, GTX, or not GTX, the new NVIDIA graphics card and a new processor. And okay, that camera ran out, ran out of batteries. We're not going to replace that. Okay. Hey, um, <laughs> real quick, though. Did you look up the Squadron, Star Wars Squadron? Not yet. I haven't okay. looked at it yet. Okay. Uh, um, apparently, it was announced a while ago. They just showed a new thing for it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I will look into that, though. That's it for today. The only other thing we're going to talk about is the Mario controversy, the, the Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, yeah. where they have a limited release for both digital and physical of Mario 3D All-Stars yeah. for some reason. Dude, so I remember when Disney had like, their <laughs> vault, where it was like they'd release a DVD or a movie or VHS or whatever, yeah. and they'd release it for like a little while, and then they just stopped printing it, and it's like it would go to their vault, and then you could not buy that movie again for a long time. And it's about creating demand. It's artificial demand. It's artificial yeah, demand. They, and you, the only reason you would do that for a digital copy, digital, is to artificially like get people talking or they they to, did the same thing they did the same thing with the NES classic and the Super NES classic yes where they like purposefully yeah. released this super limited amount to make it rare yes they have a kick on that recently and um, one of two things well there's only one of two things that will happen one is they stick with this and are very anti-consumer in their <laughs> in their Which approach to this. they have been in the past they have we been mentioned this Hiro, Hiro, or, uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi the, the Nintendo president back in the 80s and 90s he would purposefully only ship a certain number of units yeah. certain places to get the so the news media they would show the long lines in front of the game stores mm -hmm. hundreds of people oh they're all lined up for an nes are they going to get one and yeah. oh everyone wants an nes and you it becomes like it becomes a marketing thing and then his the second um what do you call it the second shipment of yeah. nes's back in the 80s was massive. Yeah. He just flooded the market after that yep. first initial creating the demand, right? That's what's going to happen. That's they're doing it again. They've done it before. So they're they're creating controversy. They're creating artificial demand. Yeah, they're that, that time will come to an marketing. end and they will yeah. hold to that where they'll they'll take it care? off the market for a little bit. Why do people so that, care unless they want it? <laughs> so all right? the articles will be written, oh it's no longer available. Yeah. Uh, and then Nintendo will come back and they'll freaking release it again. Yeah. So here's what'll happen. Yeah. If they do that, I will buy it then. If they mm -hmm. don't I will not buy it because it's an anti-consumer practice, and <laughs> I have all the games anyways. Exactly, I have all the games anyways. That, that was I have I them all anyways. I'm like, this is cool, because remember they did Mario All-Stars back for the SNES? Yeah. It was cool. But, um, I, and it's worth it now to have it now, because it's, um, 
Well, it's just different, I guess, because you can have all the games on one place. That was useful back <laughs> in the 90s, right? Yeah. Things are different now, but... I'm not anyway. falling for it, and you shouldn't fall for it either. Don't get <laughs> upset. Like, don't care about it the way that they are manipulating you to care about it. Now, it, it, these, aren't, <laughs> these aren't remastered games, right? This is just the original game. It's, like, like it's, it's um, like an HD remake of Well, it's, Sunshine, it's right? in HD, but it's not a remake. It's okay. just a port in, in high definition okay. yeah. of, um, and this is the other part that made it not really worth buying for me. It's uh, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Sunshine yeah. Galaxy 1. Not 2? Not um, 2. If it included 2, you would have a deal on your hands as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, that's... Galaxy 2 was a way better game than Galaxy 1. Yeah. Well, I think but Galaxy 2 is like the, one of the highest rated games. I've it's freaking phenomenal. It's like dude. a 99. It's fr- I think actually the first game is the highest rated oh, the game. First one? But the second game is a better game in my oh, opinion. Okay. But it's still like a 90 freaking 7 or whatever. Yeah. It's like two points less. But <laughs> anyways, if, if Galaxy 2 is part of that collection, that's so worth the money it's not even funny. But what's even freaking funnier is that on the title screen of the game, yeah. they play Galaxy 2's version of the Galaxy theme oh, as a dun, 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 Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and Galaxy 2 isn't even in the game. <laughs> they wouldn't be holding out, they wouldn't be hiding it just to, to give it to you later. Now right? that would be dumb. Because th- that would this be is all being done for marketing. They're just they pretending, they, they shouldn't do they're that. just That's pretending Galaxy 2 doesn't exist. Oh, um, I'm, I don't know if it's a space limitation thing or not, but... Um, Anyways, if, if they had announced that Galaxy 2 was, it was a four-pack with Galaxy 2 in there, I would have been like, yeah, I'll pre-order that. Mm-hmm. But it was just Galaxy 1, so I was like, oh, wait. And then they did this limited run thing. I was like, they're not really doing that. Don't get so pissed off. Don't right. freak out. Like, they're, they're manipulating you people. Like, you all have these games anyways. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe you don't have a Wii U anymore, or maybe you don't, or, or Wii anymore. Maybe you don't have your N64 anymore. Right, if that stuff broke down. But this is the kind of thing that pushes people to emulation. Right oh, here, sure. right yeah. here. When when, when uh, the game companies like artificially restrict yeah. access to their games, the, that I, otherwise should I be no perfectly longer, available for you to purchase with your money. I feel no sympathy yeah. for pirating at that point. <laughs> I feel no sympathy the for the is, company not whatsoever. Not a really good emulator for the Wii. You no, no, there is. There is. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, you well, you can use Bluetooth with your uh, with your Wii controller if you okay, want. Okay, so you still have to have a Wii. Well, at least a Wii controller. Yes, well, I guess you're saying, That's but, but you can, but you can bind all the keys to a controller um, and play the game without it's waggling. The, okay, sure. Like you can essentially set the waggle, which is a button on most of those games. Yes. It's just a button press, yeah. right? Because it wasn't actually following one to one necessarily. Uh, I guess in Galaxy, in Galaxy, you have to select the little stars, right? And you like collect them that way. You like click on uh, them, yeah, right? Yeah, you have Anyways, there's ways to do it. Anyway, there's ways to do it um, because you can you, you can even use you can even use the uh, like the PlayStation's um, internal sort of whatever yeah, it has axis. the motion six yeah. axis thing. You can use that with Bluetooth so on your anything PC. With, I might even be able to use your phone there are there are ways to do it. Ah, cool. So, anyways, that's it. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for watching, everyone. We're, we, we're glad to be back. We're going to try and start doing this more, more often. Yeah. Uh, sorry for the three-month uh, uh, little uh, hiatus there. We won't go another three months before the next one. I can promise uh, definitely that. Definitely not. And well, again, yeah. if you want to see it, if you want to see it weekly, hit us up on Patreon. Um, again, we, we, it, you don't have to pitch in much. I mean, just like a dollar. Like, 
if, if you want to do that, if you can, if you can afford that. And uh, if we, we have enough people just following the podcast where if they did that, we would get there. So if not, that's also fine. We can just totally fine. We'll just do it, you know, when we do it. And you guys can watch it when we do it. It's up to you. Not going to affect me either way. I'm not here begging for it. Just do whatever you want. Thanks for watching. Peace out. We'll see you next time.